Welcome to another episode of Pod Like a Hole. In the last two episodes, we've taken you through both sides of the fragile. In this episode, we're going to talk about some of the supplemental material that surrounded the fragile. And uh, one of those in particular was a remix album called Things Falling Apart, a live DVD, CD, and accompanying um, EP that was part of the deluxe edition and uh, later released uh, separately. It was the And All That Could Have Been live DVD, CD with the accompanying EP titled Still. And then years, years later, uh, we're talking... 2017, uh, Trent Reznor decided to open the vault and release the Fragile Deviations. And again, I know we had called out um, a friend of the show and a dear friend of Eric Anderson's, co-host and co-creator of the show, Greg Walgast. He was kind enough to supply us with a copy of Deviations, which allowed us to really get balls deep in this thing. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Greg. We really appreciate it. Um, so if I might interject, hold on before, let me introduce you. God damn it. Oh shit. So, you know, my name is Mark Branstead, super fan of nine inch nails. You've gone through us through about 11, 12 episodes. Uh, with me as always is my right hand man. Uh, and my soulmate. Probably. Probably. Yeah. So, Stephen Earl Chambers. If I might interject, um, just so you know, life is short. And we are going to, you know, we try to do all the Nine Inch Nails albums track by track. Tonight we will do that with the remix album and with Still, and maybe the live album. But we're not going to sit, we're going to just give our opinions on the live album. Basically, basically the Still and the remix album we'll go track by track on. The other stuff we'll give you our opinions on. Yeah. But we're not going to sit here and go track by track on this stuff. Because I got to tell you, after listening to The Fragile, which I adore more than my son, for the last two ah. months, <laughs> I'm not going to go through the instrumental reimagined version of it tonight, song by song. Anyhow. Oh, I'm just waiting for my introduction. Oh, and then we've got uh, to Eric's... Well, Jesus Christ. That's Steven I just introduced. Let me introduce another good friend of mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eric Anderson. Uh, we met a long time ago at a far, far away store that sold records. That's right. That's right. Eric Anderson. Yep. So that's me. If we're going to peel the, let's peel the curtain back. We're recording all these at the same time. So bear with us. Yeah. 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 The last couple episodes that you've heard. Two weeks ago? Well, that's us now, still. Yeah. We're doing these <laughs> marathon motherfucking sessions. That's right. It's and these you. guys have to work the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And I get to have the day off, but I still have to take my kids to school. Right. So. Good. Yeah. I'm glad I'm that. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, Eric, what do you got? Hey, so let's start. Uh, we're going to do a little time capsule a little bit later. Um, we haven't done a time capsule in a while. No, we did it at the beginning of Fragile. But we're going to do one a little bit later. Uh, that but was like three weeks ago. It was. Yeah, yeah. But there's a and reason. Do you even remember it? I, at that point, I did. Yeah, yeah. At that point, things, I, yeah, yeah. Things fell apart. Things fell apart. <laughs> but, yeah. But speaking of things falling apart, let's talk about this remix album before we capture. I, I feel like it'll be more interesting if we capture uh, uh, post 9 11. Okay. Well, we are. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So uh, we're here. We're sitting here in what? November 2000? 
Yeah, no, so November twenty first, two thousand. Yeah, when they dropped, Things Falling Apart came out about a year later, right? Yeah, it did. And uh, I was still on a high, and I considered getting this bonus, this remix album, to be a bonus. Like, and we had seen Nine Inch Nails at this point yeah. because June two thousand is when we saw them. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, and I was like, "Oh my god, a, a remix album!" Well, I hope it's not as bad as Fixed. <laughs> and uh, I think I got my hands on the metal single before the album came out. And There's not a single for metal. No, I, I'm sorry. Oh I yeah, the leak track. Leak track. track. Okay, leak track. Leak track. Um, yeah. I, on, on the I, deep web. I was immediately pleased. I've always enjoyed this this uh, remix record. And I was I was working at a record store that we've often mentioned and will continue to mention was because where we all met Dimple Records. But you I didn't. Were Dimple in two thousand? I was, and I was at a different Are you store. Sure? I was positive. Yeah, I was I at Citrus Heights. I was at Citrus. Wait, Jen up. I know. Check, <laughs> check, check, check the HR file. Yeah. I was for sure there. I was at a different store, and I got the in though I was still kind of on my way out of the bad rap music. I got a promo of this, which I still have to this day, and is which I would have listened to it on. Um. Mark, any anecdotes about this coming out? Um, so it came out in 2000. I do have a uh, vinyl version and a CD version of this. Um, there is a little bit of a difference between the track sequencing, but there's no different tracks like there is on the actual Fragile right. album. This, yeah, and this is not, you know, when we tried to talk about further down a spiral, our brains broke and walked away from us. This is not like that. Yeah. Where there's, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, the Japanese no, and the American no, versions. Are, no, no, there's just the one. So... One thing that I think is interesting is if you look it up online, um, you know, it got uh, mostly poor. It got 0.4 out of 10, not 4 out of 10. Well, 0.4 out of 10 from Pitchfork. So we're, 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 at a, we're at a point here yeah. where two things are happening. One is uh, taking digs at Nine Nails is fun for music snobs now. Okay. Because they've been around long enough to have a reputation. And then the fragile, even though it's a work of genius. Uh, it's it wasn't it, it didn't become the downward spiral part two sales wise, so some people can use that as a barb against them. And then two, we're just getting into the internet being where everybody has a voice and the pitchforking of the uh, music journalism world, for lack of a better term, is happening. Right. So there's some snark out there. Not to say that Nice Nails doesn't deserve to be. Uh, have shit thrown at them sometimes, but not in this case. Right. This is a, I like this record. Right. Uh, so it got pretty pretty like low scores. Like I said, point four out of ten from Pitchfork. Um, one of the funniest reviews to see of this album is the NME magazine's reviews. Enemy, the, Eric. Enemy. Oh, is that how you say it? Do you say? Oh, I didn't. Marissa is RZA. <laughs> I would never do say that. I actually, I enemy. So enemy gave it a a ten out of ten, but it was a joke. If you read the actual review, they gave it a ten out of ten to give positive reinforcement to Trent Reznor to put out more albums where he's singing less on it, like this uh, one. There's less of his vocals, so they're trying to. They're, they basically says if I give him a ten out of ten, his next album won't have him singing as much. Fuck those guys. At yeah. a certain point in my life, I would have made that joke, but I've I've seen the light and I yeah. love that man's vocals now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've always loved his vocals. It was his lyrics that were sometimes dumb. yeah, no, that's, that's true. Yeah. I mean, even his yeah. whiniest, I still didn't really. But by the fragile, it was mostly wrecked. He mostly righted that ship. So the album starts with the Into the Void remix called Slipping Away. Yep. I keep slipping away. 
right. And manipulated by Trent Reznor and yep. Alan Mulder. Yep. 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 Alan Mulder, who basically was the co-writer of the entirety of the Fragile. Yeah. I love that remake. It's a great yeah. remake. Goddamn. I mean, it's it just builds like a motherfucking yep. brick house. Yeah. They take it and, and the, the baseline, they just add a little fuzz to it. And yeah. it even becomes more, yeah, more of a banger. It's, it's, it's great. What I like about these remixes is that the majority of them have new elements added to them where it sounds like they went back to the studio. I don't know if they did, but most of them don't just sound like they used whatever was lying around and yeah. lit, just remixed it. It sounds like there was a re-recording done, too. Right. I always right. thought slipping away, like, um, I remember listening to this on my headphones as I was walking through uh, my junior college campus. Sierra and I, College. I actually went to ARC, American River. Shit. Uh, this year? Me, too. Yeah. I was actually at AR the same, and I, I, got, I had this album that year, too. Really? Yeah, and I did go to Sierra. We both went to Sierra yeah. also, right? The next year. I didn't or, go to Sierra at all. Oh, I did yeah. go to Sierra. I the next year. forgot about it yeah. tonight, you're right. Oh my god. I did but go anyways, to Sierra the next year. Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, I always yeah. imagined this song to be a great opener for a live show. Why'd you go to yeah. Why'd you go to ARC? Because I didn't want to be with around all of the same knuckleheads that I went to high school with. That's fair. Huh. I yeah. wanted to try to branch out a little bit. I immediately regretted it. How'd that work out for you? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> air was, air was cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But the thing is, like, I would have loved to have taken some classes with you at the time. I, I think it was just, you know, people were at that point were either going you know, to sex state or you know, you know what to... this leads me to believe, though, is that the reason I dropped out of college entirely was probably because Mark did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm later, glad we carried you through. I later, I went to a state college, and Mark and I were in a film class together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked out for me. I'm I'm content with where my life led me eventually. But yeah, exactly. Um, I probably could have been a little bit more successful if Mark was a better friend. Back so then. you hear that, kids? Uh, college is a joke. Yeah, it's a fucking scam. Well, <laughs> or if you're going to a junior college, don't abandon your only friend. <laughs> You had some friends that you were going to school with. Come on now. Yeah. Dark history. But anyways, uh, I always thought like just the way that slipping away builds, um, as me and Steve worked through some shit on the off mic, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do think slipping away was a solid, solid track. Oh, it's, so good. it's a great remix. It is good. This goes into the great collapse, which is also Reznor and Mulder. What song is that a remix of? Is it's that not. Favorite? I this think is, it's no, an original. Is, this is no. Well, the it's kind of like a Violet Fluid. It, Violet, Violet this, Fluid showed the up. The recurring part of this song was a. This is what it feels like. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So wouldn't that be the wretched? It would. Yeah, uh, kind of. The wretched is the idea behind this song. Okay, it so it's is. kind of now. You but it's a new it's a new song that this Trent This is what it feels like. It's this a new song recorded during the fragile like. sessions though. I mean it was something new. I'm sure it like it had that similar motif, but it wasn't something that was a, 
Right. Musically, I, it's different, but it, I guess you're this right. This is what it feels like. <laughs> Ties into the he wretched. He whispers in it. That's yeah. what he says. It's a cool it's song. It's, it's a legend. Song. It's a legend. A legend. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And it, as you can see, we're just going to kind of go through these quickly. Yeah. But it goes into the wretched. But which... Slipping Away is good. The Great Collapse is good. Um, and then it actually goes into a proper wretched uh, remix by Keith Hildebrandt. Now. Keith he was a was he a big part of the of Fragile in general or, uh, I, or no he would join later as more of a permanent member of the live band am I no, completely wrong here I don't think that either he did some work even before the Fragile came out with he uh, some stuff before that we like yeah he was part of the Nothing Collective okay. um, and he was part of the Perfect Drug video um, so he was part of that okay era okay. of Nine Inch Nails okay. So he's been around for a while. He's not the guy from Telephone Tel Aviv, but um, could, who do show up on this remix yeah. record. But Keith Hillbrand is his own thing. I think he replaced Charlie Clouser on keyboards. Mm. Um, Charlie Clouser will show up on the. Oh, you mean after this album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. After this era, yeah, but this this song this is a good remix. Um, they basically it takes the majority of the song. The verses and the choruses are all there. They're rearranged quite a bit. Uh, the the verses are very muffled. Um, and then I don't know if you guys remember, but during the part where it goes and the sky cracks open and God reaches arm through, there's these like clanging drums that are great. Yeah. And then they take the do 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 do, but it's all just strummed acoustic guitar. Yeah, that's it's a, really good. It's a great remix. Yeah. No, it is. It's a strong remix. I um, so the first three record, or the first three tracks on this particular remix album are actually really good. Um, then this yeah. this uh, remix album though is pretty heavy with uh, Starfuckers Starfuckers, which is a great remixes. Um, oh, I know you covered that last time. By our this old re- friend Adrian, Adrian Sherwood, Sherwood in this milk remix. toast. Yeah. I have nothing to say about this yeah. remix. It's not it's, good. It's not good. This is, a is this the one with the sirens? 
I don't know. If, if they are, they're not horrible no. sirens. I think you're thinking of the one I actually this, like. Okay, so according to our good friend at Wikipedia, this remix integrates siren noises and various noises oh, reminiscent of old sci-fi movies as well as samples huh. from Kiss Alive. I don't get that. I don't oh, see they, they use Kiss Alive. Just It's a longer thing at the end. Yeah. I don't... Uh, this is this is typical Adrian Sherwood where it just sounds like he took the original song and then like tossed over another layer of bad beats. This one, yeah, this one's mostly this one's mostly really muddy. Um, it's just it's just taking clips of it and and kind of redoing them over and over again with noise upon noise and not in a not in a great way. Yeah, um, he's not known known for his noise work, so I would not like this one. But no. this moves forward to a great version of the frail. Reminds me of um, by ben, by Benelli. Pl- yeah, yeah. Is that just the the string uh, the string uh, musician that plays? He must song? be. Yeah. I don't know who Benelli is, but I'm, I'm not sure right either. Now. Well, let's um, see. Let's see if I can look up. Benelli. I'm looking up right now. Okay. It's Joshua. Uh, Joshua. Oh, that's from Telephone Tel Aviv. Yeah, Joshua Eustace and yeah. uh, Turk this, Dietrich. Yeah. This version of the Frail sounds to me like they took La Mer. And shoved it through an Aphex Twin song. Yeah, this totally. song it, it definitely it's got the strings, it's got the clings and clangs of like a broken clock. Yeah, they just uh, go through the. This the, sounds the, like Clint Mansell's work on Requiem. Oh yeah, definitely. yeah. This oh, definitely totally. sounds like because mm-hmm. it go, yeah. you basically take the pristine string part of um, the frail, and then just put bleeps and bloops and like cut and pastes over but it. The, but the, it the, works the clicks great. and the clacks of like a clock. Yeah, it works. It works great though. It's it because it, it builds the tension of the song. So I like that. Now I stand by the version of Starfuckers. Oh next. yes, I was going to say the same thing from our but good friend the rave, Dave the rave, and it sounds like a trans song. It does. Song. Well, I would say like I would say let's tie your glow sticks. Yeah, and this is what this song. Because how it starts, it's very that like, part, like, and then ding, the bum 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 bum. Yeah, do it there a little. I was I was saying the pacifiers out. I was saying earlier that like 
Starfuckers may be, if you're into techno, Nine Inch Nails' most fully realized drum and bass song, as far as like techno goes. And like Dave Rave Ogilvy gave it the full treatment. The rave. The full and treatment. The full treatment, and and maybe this is how it was it supposed to be heard. No. I don't know, but it's great. No. It's great. <laughs> I think the original version's perfection. <laughs> Anyways, so that's that's fun. So where is everybody? It's a pretty good remix. The vocal chopping yeah. on this sounds like a modem going, like it just, yeah. everything, it, it's a broken vocoder effect. Like, uh, it's in the, oh, no, where awesome. is everybody? Yeah. And it speeds up. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly what so good. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good remix. Good, good job, Daniel. You see, Lover. what you're hearing here is that we're going through these pretty quickly because, well, fuck, we just talked about all these goddamn songs in the original version. Yeah. But also, we keep saying good remix, good remix. Which is different than the other remix albums we've talked about. Yeah. These are fun versions of these songs. Depending yeah. on who's talking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, is this the last time we'd enjoy Danny Loner with the Shells? Yeah. On this remix album? Uh, yeah, the live album. Um, yeah, he's on the live album. Okay. And he is on Still. Um, but okay. yeah, he's not anywhere found on okay, so his yeah. time, his, but his again, days are numbered. Going, we go into another five year gap after yeah. this. We're so. not going to do an uh, episode about that, by the way. Well, you <laughs> don't want to talk about just Tomb Raider exclusively yeah. for five I, I years? I thought we were going to talk about that right now. Or like we will. Oh, we will. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll talk about one track on Tomb Raider. <laughs> yes. We are yeah, not going to give it the crow treatment. <laughs> this goes into a cover of. So, what does Tomb Raider mean to you, Steve? No, actually, who else can we talk about in that case? Who else is on that soundtrack? You too. You too. Oh, there you Elevation, go. baby. There you go, Marcus. You're not giving you an opening there. Oh, man. It had the Elevation remix, yeah. So, Metal. As, metal by Gary Newman. Now, I, was already, I was already a Gary Newman fan by this point, as many people were. Yeah. Um, this is a great cover of the song Metal. It is. Which is in its... Better than the original. Yeah. Uh, better than the original. Uh, what era was this? Was the original? The, the good um, It the was good off era. the Pleasure Principle. So off 80s? It was off, the one that, it was off the album that ha- also had Cars okay. on there. Have you guys so. ever listened to the I Assassin album? No. Is the, this later work, Gary Newman? No, no. It's, it's like 85. No. It has amazing fretless bass work. Oh, good. believe. Oh. I like Gary Newman. Like he's fine. Um, he goes into a second goes, act where but he's Gary definitely... Newman, no, no, Gary Newman goes way off the deep end real fast. Yeah. I, but I, I'm amused by it usually. Anyhow, Metal's from his golden age. Metal is a great song. I think the original is better. But the nope. remix is pretty good.
favorite Nine Shells cover song. Can you think of a better one? I think it's better than Dead Souls. That's a close one. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I love this cover song. You know, I get down, make love. It's a great <laughs> cover. Than that. Yeah, uh, I, I, that I, was, I love the delivery. Is great. I love. I'm the sorry. Says, I wanna pull the wires from Zoo the Station. Oh yeah. <laughs> Again, that's two U two references in less than five minutes. Mark, you're time out. <laughs> My suck. mic just got cut. I told you about this. Suck, <laughs> suck is the best Nine Inch Nails cover. We all know that. No. Um, I think this might be it. So I'll hear nothing of it. Do you remember the rumors when... Um, so the X-Files... I don't know if this was for the, uh, the first X-Files movie soundtrack. Which would have or, been 98. Or they also had one that had the Foo Fighters covering down in the park. Remember that? I don't mm, know if that yeah. was for the album or if that was for like because they had single. two X Files albums. One was for the Songs in the Key of X, which was just songs. Songs in the Key of X. Yeah. I don't know if this particular song was rumored for the movie version or Songs in the Key of X. Well, that, songs I, in the Key of X was like '95. That would have been so way earlier. This was for the movie version then. Okay. That I, movie version had a Cure song on it, didn't it? I think so. It also had Filters. Uh, one is a lonely. It also had yeah. X doing a version of the Crystal Ship. Yeah. Um, so good soundtrack. Actually, Which one? Songs in the Key of X or the... Move. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one had one by Filter was good enough. What was the subtitle to that movie? Because um, oh, the second one was Fight no, the Future. No, that was the second one. It's Fight the Future. Fight yeah. the Future was the was first, the first one? one. I want to believe it was the second one. Got yeah. it. I want to believe it was terrible. Eric and I went to a comic convention where they uh, previewed it. And we were like, why is Exhibit hanging out with the dude from Head of the Class? Um, Which one? Yeah, Which yeah guy I totally remember. The, class? the, the uh, teacher. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Howard Hessman? No, the guy that was also in Billy uh, Conley. Billy Conley. Billy Conley. Yeah. Billy Conley. Most we got that is uh, Julian Anderson is a is deserves to be always on the top of our Hello, uh, yep. pop culture. Uh, always gonna come back to the uh, the GA. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's uh, wait no that's not that album yet. So no, get... but that version of metal is really good. I don't have much to say about it. It sounds just like the original version, but better. I love it. I know that doesn't sound very specific at all. We're in the building where they make us grow. That's great. <laughs> this goes into 10 Miles High version by Keith Hildebrandt. They which... actually played Metal Live. Can you believe that? They did. Good. I've never seen it, unlike you who have seen We're in This Together five times. Um, but You know what would be great? Would it have been great <laughs> if they played Metal when they, had, when they were doing shows with Peter Murphy? He would have been a good... Ooh, a good yeah. That. Well, but they anyway. played with Gary Newman on that final tour. Did they? He came out for one of those... That's probably where they did that. Oh, thing. there you go. Yeah, that would be perfect. He loves Trent Reznor. They, sure. We all yeah. love Trent Reznor. Well, of no. course. Probably not. So yeah, 10 yeah, Miles yeah, High. Actually, it's hard not to love Gary Newman, too. He is such a goofball. He's like Peter Dinklage. 
meets David Bowie. <laughs> That's you know, uh, David Bowie, I think, wrote that song um, Teenage Wildlife about Gary Newman. Yeah, and he was kind of he was kind of saying like you're doing my thing. Right? Yeah, um, we did see him live. Unfortunately, it was during one of his many like he was really going hard into the goth industrial thing. I mean, real hard. And he was yeah. not only was he not playing the songs we wanted to hear when he played them, they did terrible fucking remixes <laughs> yeah, of them. It was like the reverse Bob Dylan. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was like yeah, the- when, you see, when you see Bob Dylan now, um, you seen Bob Dylan, right? Mm-hmm. You have you seen Bob Dylan? Yep. Okay. When you see Bob Dylan now, his weird ragtime versions of old songs is fun. Yeah. Right. I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Don't come down to Maggie's yeah, farm. Gary Newman did exactly what you're saying. It's like he took his old songs and he was like, you've done a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Tim Scold, can you tell exactly. me what a car exactly. sounds like? <laughs> yeah. Tim Scold went in there and took uh, Down in the Park and they're like, oh, God. Well, <laughs> yeah. Fear uh, Factory covered that song cars. <laughs> cars yeah cars and cars came in like he was actually in the video yeah. with fear factor we'd like to hear tim yeah. scold's cover of maggie's farm though yeah. <laughs> uh tim miles high version is this much different than the one that shows up in the vinyl it's like i feel like it may be noisier I don't yeah it's know. like i think they add a little warbly warbly stuff to it but yeah it's it's very similar um Closing this out is another Starfucker. Great, Charlie Klauser remix of Starfucker. I have no idea how this. Like, uh, I didn't put take a note for this. It's it's another very drum and bassy one. Uh, in my opinion, the Dave Dave Ogilvy one's the the best remix. But it's a good one. It's a very good one. Also. really quickly because what do you give it it's basically an ep a six all right but you six out of nine is what you said yeah yeah i i'll i'll, I'll second that six because I, I can't remember what i gave the other remix albums but actually, i would put this i would put this higher than further I'm taking, I'm, I'm, no, a five yeah five out, out, out of nine five out of nine it's I'm, average but it's it's, it's I, I don't mind it and eric as i told you in the text thread and I can listen to it all the way through like a normal album, which is hard for me with most yeah. remix albums. I'm gonna sit really pretty on six out of nine, though. I can I can put this on, and listen to it all the way through, like it's a good like an artist sat down and tried to make a cohesive piece of art, as opposed to just rehash tracks. When we were talking about this album in the writers' room, and the writers' room is essentially text threads, um, <laughs> Eric said, "I have a lot to say about this album." We breeze through this fucking thing <laughs> like we have a bus to catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric, what are you? You got some notes you want to tell us about? I, I, I said my my piece. Oh, I thought you were going to know the history of the recording of it. Or... Oh no, mostly it was that enemy uh, review that I found uh, really funny. That of why they gave it ten out of ten. All right, let's take a break and talk about the live album still. Okay. All right, so Eric. Yeah. We are going to flash forward to the year of 2002. What was happening in 2002? Besides recovering from 9-11. Besides Bruce right. Springsteen hey, you know what? Why don't and we do his this? album, this The Rising. Fun. 
Where were you guys in 9-11? So this was after... You got to keep it within 30 seconds. Easy. Where were you in 9-11? Uh, first year away from home, college, Sonoma State University. Happened when I woke up, saw it on the TV, went to class. Philosophy teacher canceled class. Spent the rest of the day with my girlfriend breaking up with me. And then, and, and then she got back together with me the next day. Did she break up with you because of 9-11? Uh, no, because she, because she really liked this Italian guy in her class. Nice. But anyways, it'll, she'll be back with me the next day, but go, go on. No, no, Mark, no, no. <laughs> All right, so I also, similar, I went to school, had a music theory class. I uh, was told by the music theory teacher, school was essentially canceled for the day, had to work the, ne- uh, the later in the afternoon. It was also a record release day. I remember Slipknot's Iowa came out. Oh, good album. Um, Slayer's yep. uh, God Hates Us All came out. Fuck you, Slipknot's good. Um, and I think those are the only big two that came out that day. Uh, it's not the best Slayer album, but the title track is awesome. God Hates Us All? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was living with Mark at the time. I woke up late that day to someone pounding on the door. I opened the door, and a weird tweaker couple was asking to buy the fridge that was in the alleyway near our house. And I That said, was that day? Yes, and I was like, oh... Okay. And they were like, yeah, but you know what? I don't know if we can go get money from the ATM for you because all the banks might be down because the planes and the buildings. And I was all, what are you talking about? Exactly. I was all, what the fuck? And so I learned about it from tweakers trying to buy our old fridge. Wow. There you go. Anyways, carry on. Right. And I'd like to wrap this up after with where we were in 2002 because it was a very different place than where it was in 2001. But to go through uh, 2002. Terrible girlfriend. Top song was Lose Yourself by Eminem. Big movies were Spider-Man, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Ooh, I like those. And uh, Star Wars 2, Attack of the Clones. Uh, you can buy a Taco Bell bean burrito for 69 Let's talk cents. about Attack of the Clones oh, okay. for a second. Sure. How do we feel? Listen, we're not in that much of a rush here. We're already loopy. Yeah. Episode 2 is the worst Star Wars movie. Of all uh, of them. Of all of them. Okay. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Okay. Right. Is it? Mark's I think it the is. fucking At the time, I haven't watched it since the first time I saw it, and I thought it was better than all right, the first one. But uh, not great. No, it's not fine. It's not better than Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace has dual dual fates. Dual the fates, exactly. Okay. All right. So and it has Liam Neeson in it. Rattle too. them off, Mark. What's the what's the preferred order? The preferred order. Of quality. Okay. So Empire Strikes Back, and then top, are you going top to, top to bottom? Top, top to bottom. That so checks em, out. Empire Strikes Back. Uh, then we're going into. The Last Jedi, fuck you all. That yes, fucking wow. hate that goddamn movie. Better than a new hope. Okay. Wow. <laughs> it's it's already it, it, fan mail. Oh man, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> fan mail, hate mail. Uh, then fine. then we go into New Hope, ah, and then we go into uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm, okay. Then we go into Force Awakens. Well, before Rogue One. I'm just doing okay, the okay. Skywalker saga. I'm oh, sorry. I see. I see. Yeah. And then we're doing, um, so after Return of the Jedi, then Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace, and then Attack of the Clones. That checks out. Yeah. Fair enough. Revenge Thank of you. the Sith is actually really entertaining. It's great. If it had better special effects, it would be even more entertaining. See, the end scene where it almost like when they're in the Mustafar, which is the lava planet, it looks like it's just uh, PlayStation 2. Well, graphics. also the opening yeah. scene with all the shit flying everywhere looks like PlayStation 2. Yeah. But Star my Fox. favorite line delivery of all time is, I saw him killing younglings. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much good stuff with Palpatine. It's treason then. <laughs> I am the Senate. <laughs> There's so it? much good stuff with that. Execute executive 66. <laughs> 
And like when Yoda walks in uh, after all that shit has gone down with Anakin and he throws Palpatine across the room, there's a like a... Uh, are you a GIF guy or a GIF guy? I'm a GIF guy. GIF guy. Okay. So there's a GIF out there. GIF, right? I mean, I thought it was GIF. I don't know. Um, that has him just flying across <laughs> the room. And I watched that on the loop and I swear I laughed so goddamn <laughs> Did you ever take that and mix it with that uh, sound from that falling down the stairs? Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Someone, dear listeners, please take the Palpatine gif and the sound of Trevor <laughs> falling down the stairs from the uh, Further Down the Spiral remix and mix them together. Oh, Thank yeah. You. So Eric, fucking funny. Continue. What yeah. do we, what Guys, we got? Guys, World Series champions were the Anaheim Angels. Oh. oh, I know who they beat that year, so continue. Who was it, Mark? It was our good friends in the San Francisco <laughs> Giants. The Giants that were was, six outs away from winning that World Series. That was Series. Barry Bonds' chance. But eight years later, they, they righted that wrong. And then they did two more years later. Yep. And then they did two more years later. <laughs> <laughs> it just kept happening. Yes. Keep going. The New England Pats won the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. All right. And the Lakers won the NBA championship. Oh, was that the year of the Kings? No, but it was during that era. Uh, what was the year? Uh, 2000, era. 2001 was the real heartbreaker. No way. Was it really 2001? Yes. Where the refs decided to like, eh, we had some money on this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with the last year of the X-Files... Being uh, broadcast until a more recent comeback, Julian Anderson still on the top of the sex symbols list, along with Christina Aguilera, Jessica Alba, Asia Argento, Cameron Diaz, Kirsten Dunst, Sarah Jessica Parker, Amanda Peet, Tara Reid. Hmm. This is the early no, 2000s. No, we're starting to get into a new world here. No. <laughs> yeah. Tara Reid. Wasn't she in Big Lebowski? She was. She was, yeah. I'll suck your cock for $50. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just find like- a cash machine. Uh, yeah. Um, that's that. Uh, heartthrobs were Brad Pitt, Tim McGraw, Russell Crowe. Tim McGraw. <laughs> that's what the boys, sorry ladies, that's what you have to deal with. <laughs> with the boys there. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. See if I got, if I got any good, uh, news. Uh, Saddam Hussein's 2002 campaign song was I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Sounds about right. He got 100% of the vote. Oh, so really? Good for, good for Saddam. <laughs> Your notes are gone. Got a free bolus. So the Raelian UFO sex cult scientists announced that they through <laughs> their company called CloneAid had cloned the first human baby. They didn't really do it. That was a big news story. So that was 2002. That's 2002 now. Um, about TV. Right. So I'm getting there. Uh, American Idol was huge, by the way. Yeah. It's too bad. It was my head of its powers. My stepmother asked, why is American Idol on Sunday night? I I don't know. (laughs) No answer. No answer. Uh, Big video games. Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. And then, of course... Never was a Pokemon guy. Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which got a lot of play in our apartment, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um... Big movies. Austin Powers Gold Member. <laughs> Catch me if you can. That was when Beyonce was in. Yes. Think about that. Beyonce's been a star for like 20 years now. Ver- Vern Troyer was in part two and three. Yeah. 
He just died. Yeah. yeah. And Beyonce is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Hot take. Hot take. I know. <laughs> Hot take. That's a controversial take right there. The second Harry Potter movie came out. I like her uh, music, too. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy in Love, man. It was 2003, I think, when that was really hitting the charts. Yeah. Ask it. <laughs> it was a summer jam right there. Men in Black 2 came out. Uh, not a good movie, but it had two members of Mr. Show in it, which is fun. Um, that one had Laura Flynn Boyle. The first one had Vincent D'Onofrio, who needed the sugar water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the third Men in Black I stand by. Oh, it's third, not bad. There's not the a third Men in Black. Black is a. Uh, it was Josh Brolin as an American Brolin. treasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah Josh and, Brolin's uh, hard to believe. Bill Hader plays. Uh, uh, um, uh, goes back is uh, Andy. Yeah. God damn it! What's his last? Andy who? So stupid. Griffith? No. <laughs> Are we talking like Andy? Factory. Run, run, running the factory. Uh, Don Knotts. Andy, what are you the talking fucking about? Dufresne. The fucking artist. Andy Warhol. Dufresne. Andy Warhol, thank you. I, yeah. I knew it was that. Dufresne. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, there was, that was cool. I'm so stupid. Uh, this gets to a TV show. We should not call him Dave. Yeah, Dave. Dave Warhol, guys. <laughs> you remember Dave Warhol? Uh, CSI was the number one show. Friends, some show called Joe Millionaire. Yeah, anything you can plug into that? Probably not. No, this isn't a PC household. No. <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew that was coming. Get out of here with that now. Uh, <laughs> to take it from you, just throw it in the street. Biggest pop artist. Go see if anything out there plugs into it, Steve. <laughs> Big pop artist. Creed, Alicia Keys. Oh, yeah. Ashanti, Linkin Park, JT. Uh, Ludacris, Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. No doubt had an album. Uh, I believe it was their dance hall. 2002. This is, their was this Hall I really no. That was her solo record. I went through a phase where I really, really, really told everybody No Doubt was a good band. What was that? Just a girl fit? Because I had that. That was Tragic Kingdom, and then this was two thousand two. This was like Hell. um, I'm feeling hella good. Spiderweb's a good song. Hella good. Yeah, you're right. The Neptune's album. Neptune's album. Let's just keep moving on their lives. Okay. So, anyways, that was two thousand two. No, it wasn't Return of Saturn. Who fucking cares? No, the so Gavin Rosdale. Gavin Rosdale probably cares about the quality. They're not together anymore. I know. <clears throat> She's with Blake Shelton. Ugh. And like he had that really good song called uh, "I'll Name the Dogs." <laughs> no, no, he did not. <laughs> Have you heard that song? I'll name the dot. No, literally, that's another list song where he goes through like he gives her all the responsibilities, and his job is just to name the dogs. <laughs> Do you listen to everything that's on iTunes top ten? I just gotta know. <laughs> it's part of my job. Okay. So just to bring this back around before you we... bake the cakes, you cook the eggs, you, you pick uh, the kids up in school. You are seriously like <laughs> quoting these lyrics. You, I swear. You buy the carrots. You get the toiletries. And I'll name Ma- the dogs. I'll name the dogs. <laughs> that's why I like country music. It's so relatable. My husband doesn't do anything. That's <laughs> uh, terrible. Terrible. Uh, right, no. Just to bring this back around before we get back to the music here. After a dark time, I did leave a very destructive relationship and entered a great one with Stephen and some other friends where we moved to downtown Sacramento, lived in a... Uh, it wasn't hovel, a sexual relationship. Hovel under a no, no, no. It wasn't a sexual relationship. Fifteenth and V. Fifteenth yeah. and V under the under the freeway, but just we lived in a duplex. 
With, with but, four yeah. guys total. Was yeah. it Sarab? Was Sarab living with you guys? Yep, Sarab, yep, Jared, and then eventually Sarab out and Matt in. Oh, okay. And, but it was a duplex where we had the first whole first floor. Yeah. And the second floor was a family above us, and we never became friends with the people above us, which baffles me now. You think at a certain point we would like... You had a neighbor that was really into you. surveillance. I we remember did. walking by there, did. and he had yeah. cameras just yeah, all over the place. We did. So... It was a great time, though. I mean, we basically were working at a record store to earn a pittance and go out and drink with that pittance and eat Top Ramen with that pittance mm-hmm. and go to shows. And that was life, and that was okay with me. Collect music mm-hmm. and... It was the peak of our lives. It was... <laughs> our peaks look different now now that we have family and kids, but at the time, it's, it's a fond memory. And mm-hmm. my life, I finally felt like I had a really solid group of, of, of really good friends, and it was... It was, it was yes, it was Eric and I fell in love with this time. Yeah. But my side piece was still Mark, but he was living with his future wife. But I knew Mark. Mark and I, yeah, Mark right. and I hit it off from talking about Nine Inch Nails at work. And, you know, every time we could hung, hang out, it was, it was awesome. No, but what's important is where was Mark living? Where was I living? I was living, I think, with my sister-in-law now. Uh, no, 2002. The fuck was I living? This would have been after the uh, uh, Riverside house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right after that. But before you guys moved to Midtown. So this must have been where I was living with Jen's sister and her uh, her husband. Radio that everybody loves. What, yeah, her younger sister, older sister. Yeah, they had a house in Roseville. I think that's where I was living. It was kind of where the, the Golden State Killer was just caught. Oh, sites. Yeah, it was around that area. The east. The east. East side. So you were hanging out with him. Rapids. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. he was very good at lawn keeping. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not a joke. All right, guys. Well, regardless, the Trinity was finally together, and your three hosts were all friends. We all worked in the record store. Yeah, together at yeah. a certain point. Yeah, we did. And then these guys went and transferred down to a. Different location, mm-hmm. and it kind of broke up the band for a little bit. And right. since I was all wrapped up in the honeymoon phase of my lady, who's now my wife, mm-hmm. Steve mm-hmm. was cutting sleeves off of shirts and living that murder city devil life. Yep. I had big That's hair, as much as you can say about it. Yeah. I had yeah. big hair and hobo jackets, and fancied myself a Felix the Cat slash. Uh, you know, Tom Waits, so... He was out on the prowl. He was singer-songwriter. <laughs> um, Tommy the Cat was his name. Oh, that's right. Oh, dear, thank you for connecting those dots. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, that's where we all were. Most importantly, I was back into Nine Inch Nails in a big way. Big way. If you ever hanging out at the Flame Club in Sacramento, Eric and I might have been there. Oh, yeah. That's a, that occasionally, a throw from We would house. try to get Mark there. Yeah. Occasionally. I was too wrapped up in my own... Yeah. Cared about his liver. Well, I don't yeah. get it to this day. Um, I'll outlive both of us. So I, my notes, I took copious notes for this endeavor on my laptop that died. So let's just go dive into it. Right. Well, before that came out, there was a soundtrack song, right? Uh, what was that after? I think Deep came out. Okay. So the song Deep was featured on the soundtrack for the film Tomb Raider. A big black hole gonna eat me up someday Someday fades away like a memory Or a place that you'd rather be Someplace lost in space 
in my head that's telling me somewhere, somewhere out there, anywhere, I don't care. Apart and put it back together This will come true Help me get through Into you All I can do Driving me through Into you Tomb Raider starring Angelina Jolie uh, it was terrible. I remember seeing it in theaters because it did have a song from Nine Inch Nails. Thinking like, well, I mean, if Trent signed off on this, it might be good. Right. I like and, that. Was and, day. <laughs> I, this is where I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Not everything he puts his name on is good. That um, song is good, though. The song is good. Dare I say that song is great. And even had a video. It had a video where it was told oh, in cool reverse. Yeah. Uh, where Trent and uh, a lady do a little Bonnie and Clyde action and uh, rob a bank and get ink packets exploded all over them. And those ink packets are also toxic. So um, the whole point, the whole video is them in a crashed car squirming around covered in green paint. And Trent has some acting chops in that. He, at the end of the, the uh, video says need to make a deposit. Yeah. <laughs> He's got. He looks like John Cusack in High Fidelity in that uh, video. <laughs> so the soundtrack for Tomb Raider was pretty bad. Um, it had a classic uh, Stone Cold classic song by our good friends U two. <laughs> Elevation. I mean, these guys. You know, they get it. They get it. Um, and then it has that lesser known Love track playing. Deep by Nine Inch Nails. It also features the Chemical Brothers. Uh, the the banger "Get Your Freak On" by Nelly Furtado, Missy Elliott, "Speedballin'" by Outkast, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, "Ain't Never Learned" by Moby. Uh, oh yes, it's got our good friend Delirium. Uh, we talked <laughs> okay. about Delirium on you a sure? bonus episode. Basement Jacks, Fat Boy Slim, Fluke, Left Field, Groove oh. Armada, Bosco, and Oxide and Neutrino. So you could tell, Bosco, yeah, <laughs> Bosco and Neutrino. <laughs> um, How could they afford that? So. <laughs> I love this song. I do love the song. I never bought this soundtrack. I only always had this song illegally. And actually, no, I take that back. And eventually I paid a dollar for it when iTunes gave it to me the opportunity to. Yeah. Um, it's a great song. It's not like you, you could throw the song somewhere in the fragile and it would fit right in. It's, yeah. it's robo-funk. You could, it's robo-funk. You could throw it right yeah. before even deeper. Sure. Yeah. Why they not? could be related. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, no, it's got, it's got some deep bass. Like, it'll rattle your windows. Again, back to the Trent learning like different vocalizations. If I could feel all the pins and the pricks, pins and pricks. It's it's entertaining. It's an entertaining track that definitely I love it. Doesn't take itself too seriously, and even it even kind of has that fragile aspect to it. The if I could do something to into you, deep, deep, it sounds like it's bouncing all up and yeah. down around the room. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it's it. A, it's a good song. It yeah. is a good song, and I'm sure that it's never been played live. If uh, I don't have my notes in front of me either, um, I'm just not going to look it up. So I don't really care. Also, during this era, there was one remix 
that you can't get anywhere. It's Trent Reznor's remix of Lap Dance by Nerd. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep, and he, he of course improves it. It's it's is it's a. But he does yeah. his bounce are like nine snail guitar bounce. If so you want to dance yeah. with me, yeah, okay. I remember they played that. it. They, by the way, they played Deep Line. That's right. Have they? Not often, but enough to where there's clips on YouTube. Fantastic. So you can get this lap dance here for free. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a I do like that solid song. remix. Yeah, yeah. Pharrell's hit on my wife before. Did I mention that in this podcast? Really, Trent Reznor, when we hit met my wife. Not hit, but yeah, like when we met, um, so when uh, they toured my for life. With Teeth, we, uh, me and Jen got in to see the sound check, and we all had to line up against the wall, and we were going to shake mm-hmm. hands and get autographs, and Trent just blew past me like it was no big thing, but he said to Jen, my wife, what's your name? Oh, Lord. And I was like, well, sure, <laughs> if I can just watch. That's <laughs> <laughs> a very confused... Uh... <laughs> Masturbation <laughs> session later for Mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no, no, Becky works some in San Francisco. She worked the backstage of some show that Nerd was part of, and uh, gave her her number. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, for real. Um, yeah. She Mary wears a hat. You. Yeah. Becky exactly. Wears a hat. Yeah. Yeah. The Arby's hat. So let's get <laughs> he, into. He had tattoos so bad he had them removed. I've. I kept my skinny puppy tattoo. Hell yeah, what baby. What about yours, Pharrell? Yeah, what about yours? Yeah. So let's get into the live album. So yeah. the live album, it's titled And All That Could Have Been. And initially, uh, there was going to be some other titles that they just couldn't figure out. Yeah. One of those was Nine Inch Nails Live Remains, Nine Inch Nails Live, What It Feels Like, What it, Nine Inch Nails Live, You and Me, Nine Inch Nails Live, Even After Everything. And then the one that they selected was All That Could Have Been. The other two that were on the cutting room floor is I Can Still Feel You, which kind of sounds a little creepy, and <laughs> Still We Crawl. So, Still We Crawl. And, <laughs> and All That Could Have Been, that was from uh, the lyric for, uh, from uh, Great Below. Mm-hmm. And it also had its own little title track um, on the Still soundtrack, which... We'll the EP, that. yeah. It's so, fucking awesome. Yeah. So anyways, uh, live album. Uh, it also had a DVD VHS version. Um, the DVD had, uh, so pretty much all, all the tracks on there, fantastic. Yeah, yeah the CD just has a... It's great call. You guys yeah. saw this, this, this tour. Yeah, we, we saw this tour. The CD has a couple of less tracks. It doesn't have Lemire, for example. Um, and that's weird. That's, the, that's one of the coolest parts of the DVD. Standout tracks yeah. on it. For me, and let's just do this. Let's go through. Let's just that's do fine. Standout tracks. Um, by the way, did any of us rewatch the movie? No. Yes. Good job, Eric. So thank you. I, yeah. I did not. I, I watched um, it with my son. I couldn't find it, and God damn it, uh, life is too short. What do you think about rewatching it again? It was it was a blast. Um, it that commentary track actually makes you pay attention to the set design, which is really who's cool. on the commentary. It was the guy who did the set design. I don't have his name. Uh, Bill Viola, Viola. Right, and he did the, and he specifically designed the La Mer and Great Below uh, ocean theme, where mm-hmm. the lights drop, lift up, yeah. and they project the guy falling into the ocean. That's cool. On the thing behind it. Well, the big, the big point, a big thing that Trent Reznor kept talking about, and even when they did that version of the Fragile and MTV had a Downs uh, M2, or no, no, I'm sorry, the MTV Music Awards, it wasn't quite there yet. 
the whole idea of like screens that would drop down and move mm-hmm. that was like what they were going for yeah. they really incorporated all that in there yeah uh probably in watching with my son the most fun we had was the secret menu okay oh yeah which yep. is if you hit like help me out here but if you hit like Seven during head like a hole. So the easiest way to do it um, during head like a hole at the eleven twenty mark. Eleven twenty. Tiger uppercut move. Press seven on your remote. Right, and it sends you to a secret. And then menu. it hit enter. Yep. Tiger the uppercut. secret menu is cool because you have the never released day the world went away music video, which, which we covered is like two episodes him ago. singing at a funeral and like a snake in the like ground and flowers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the live performance of reptile. Live performance of reptile from the same show that they cut out. Uh, you also have Marilyn Manson and Trent doing what we just talked about, which was the... Madison uh, Square Garden show. Yeah, which was Starfuckers, Backed with Beautiful People. Was it Starfuckers or Starsuckers? No. Starfuckers. <laughs> it was, oh, was Starfuckers. Backed with Beautiful People, and then... Um, Some commercials. Yeah, and then the, then the promos they did. Yeah. Boy, like, uh, coming. Coming uh, soon. Two weeks from now. Yeah. At Dimple Records. No, you remember that 99 thing that we kept yeah, watching on the Yeah, it would, it would just be like... So a, that, they would, the f- like, blend two songs together, and yeah. then they'd flash the NIN logo. So, the DVD also had a little uh, message from Trent. Um, I have the right. DVD right there, right. and it's it like a, a, it looks like clear bookmark. A little clear bookmark that says, um, "Just a glimpse, just a little reminder of a time and place we used to live in." This DVD attempts to document the experience of Nine Inch Nails live as we were in the summer of 2000. We filmed and recorded most of the dates of the North American Fragility 2.0 tour with home video cameras and assembled and mixed and edited this ourselves with home computers. Uh, by the way, that was all reco- uh, directed and uh, engineered by Rob Sheridan, who would later do a lot of the artwork for some of the subsequent releases and even join Trent Reznor on the band um, uh, How to Destroy Angels. Um, they don't work together anymore, but I guess they are somewhat cool with each other. But in my eyes, Fragility 2.0 was the summation of what we had accomplished up to that time, so this DVD serves as a reminder of achievement as well as a departure point that almost feels like being there. That's fair. I mean, yeah. it's, it's you know, they're playing a lot of their, their old classics, and they would still play, you know, plenty of these songs moving up forward, but and I think they're before, still before, they were, sound-wise, they were moving on to something else. And I think this is the last time they started to do... Um, uh, the cornstarch thing, you know, remember when they would do that for a downward spiral? Oh, yeah. I think they were still continuing the cornstarch. Oh, and then after that, nope. didn't do it again. Yeah. So that was a terrible lie, which is superior to the studio version of, yep. the, of live version. As I've so mentioned good. before, the so studio ver- or the live version of Terrible Lie is a banger. Yeah, yeah it really As punches a, it up. The guitar solo, the outro. Yeah. Uh, Sin, also live, punches right. it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guitar riffage is. A masterclass and abrasive ass kickery. Mm-hmm. March of the Pigs is as good as March of the Pigs always is. Piggy is as good as Piggy always well, is. Well, March of the Pigs, they do something cool live often where they do the song and then they add the, all the pigs all lined up yes. ending kind of and like extend it, it out yeah. about two, three minutes. We discussed that in our third episode. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, we'll edit that and, part and out. And we'll also, take it out. Piggy, as I discussed before, was when Trezor held my hand when I saw them on this tour. Yep. Um, the Frail going into The Wretched. Live is just as good as it is on the album. It's amazing. The Wretched is very, very well realized live. Yeah. I think having gave up Follow the Wretched is a great placement of uh, the song. Because mm-hmm. the, the Wretched, <clears throat> it exhausts you. And you're trying to catch your breath. And those, the double kick drum. Nope. And Sorry, that's just double, yeah. You don't get it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, comes in, but then on top of that, 
Gave up goes into La Mer, which is like you're yeah. exhausted from Gave up. And we get yeah. three songs. So, La Mer is great. We get a three song slowdown. Yeah, on the CD version, it goes from Gave up right to the Great Below, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll get that. Yeah. So having Gave up going to La Mer, the Great Below, and the Marcos made is is great. Yeah. You get the cool visuals, and the mark has been made brings us back, and then it ends rocking. As it ends rocking, and it goes into Wish, which yeah. is one of the best rockers. And I got to tell you, hearing Wish for the first time live was an experience. Yeah. I felt like I was waiting my whole life to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, Complication is an interesting song to have follow Wish. It's not on the CD version either. Yep. Okay. Well, it's on the DVD version. Yep. Um, strange choice. <laughs> That goes into Suck. Yeah. Which air sure does. gets <laughs> wrecked over. I like that song. Suck goes into Closer. I really like the version of Closer on this. Yeah. And you can kind of tell that at this point they were like, oh my God, we've got to play Closer again. They speed it up. They condense things. But they don't short shrift the audience, I feel. Right. They do a good job. I prefer yeah. the studio version of Closer because of all the shit that's going on in that song. You know, when I saw him live with David Bowie, he played Closer to God instead of Closer, which was great. <laughs> Five years later, though, when they start playing Closer live, they do something really fucking cool with it. And that's when they take, they, I think they They, they bring start in... playing a little Kind of I Want To in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 That's great. Now, they, they, they've manipulated Closer because they've had to play that every song. Every, the, since the day that song was written, they've probably played it every show. So they got to yeah. keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Head Like a Hole, always great live. Yeah. Uh, gets the audience going. It's yep. a great song. It's a, I, I love that track. Great, great live. Uh, should always be towards the end of the set list, so I agree with this. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you imagined, is really interesting having that after like a whole. Mark, am I looking into this wrong? No, you're I'm, not. I'm looking at the DVD version. So you're DVD- looking at the DVD version, but on the CD version, and after it had like a whole, it goes into the the day the world went yeah, away. I know but that that's not on the DVD version. The version on the CD is one of my favorite versions of that song. Yeah, yep. it's, yeah, it's weird. So that's yep. strange. It's the only place the day the world went away is great live. I because like just said, like you imagined is not on the CD. No, they, yeah. they swap. Yeah, they swap them out. Yep. The day the world went away. Like there's three. As I said in the first fragile episode. The Day the World Only on the album, on Still and Live are all three different but similar, and I love every one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where they started doing the thing where the way it opens up is the three of them, whoever Trent is and the two other guitar players, standing in a triptych playing the opening riff together. Yeah, yep. And then the drums are really uh, more pronounced at the uh, towards the end, outro. Yep. Just like you imagine is on here. That was great live. Uh, Loved it. So in the live band of this particular, we didn't really talk about that. So it was Daniel Loner on bass and guitars and sometimes keyboards. Um, Trent, obviously, on keyboards and guitar and vocals. Robin Fink uh, was on guitars and keyboards. And then Charlie Clouser and, uh, was on just straight. Did you say drum Dylan on drums? Uh, and then Jerome Dylan yep. on drums. Yep. So he was a new addition, but a lot of the same like uh, personnel. From uh, the previous tours. Yep. Um, yeah. And then that'll change after this. But so then this I, is like the most unified. And actually, on the version of Just Like You Imagined, I love is on this when they have the part where the only like vocals in the song is where everybody starts going, ah, yeah. and like everybody in the band joins in together in that chant. Mm-hmm. And then it busts loose. And mm-hmm. you know, it's good. It's good mm-hmm. on uh, the Stevie here. It goes into Eric's favorite song, Starfuckers. <laughs> Which I think having, and, and as I said, like, I think I was texting you guys, 
Starfuckers is ridiculous, but I think it's a good climactic song, even though it's goofball. Yeah. And it works really well in a live setting, I feel, being towards the end. Right. Um, yeah. Because it's kind of like, that song throws everything at you. It's got a lot of riffs and just... Uh, it's hard not to get caught up in it. Yeah. You know, it's kind interesting that... Unifier. I'm surprised they don't flip-flop where Head Like a Hole is to where Starfuckers is. Because I feel like Head Like a Hole would be the good, like, yeah. that's, that's the big thing, the and then... It goes into Hurt. I think the last time, a few times we've seen them since, they've done something similar like that. Yeah. And then it ends with Hurt, which I... They always close with Hurt. Yeah. But that's cool on this version is they do a synthesizer that does the guitar part instead of a guitar playing it, which is just kind of different, but that's the only notable thing so, I can say about that version of Hurt. I always, when I bought this DVD originally, I loved it. I watched it a ton of times. I love the CD version of it. The live album we basically just talked about discussing the CD. So let's take a three-minute break and then discuss still. Yep. And we'll be done. All right. We'll be right back, folks. All right. So still. Still was the uh, EP that was exclusively with the Deluxe Edition. Did you guys, now when you guys first bought this, did you get the Deluxe Edition or did you get still as an EP on its own? I did get the Deluxe Edition. So as, as did I. later down the road... I did find a standalone copy of Still um, at Amoeba Records, and I, of course, bought it just mm-hmm. because, you know, I wanted to have something that was its own separate entity. Uh, apparently, some of these tracks that were on Still were rejected themes that were originally written for the movie One Hour Photo. Oh. But, yeah. Ah. Well, that goes back into Steve and Eric lore that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> because when Eric had the terrible girlfriend... Yeah, yeah. Um, well, these are Eric and uh, we we talked about this before. Oh yeah, we got really drunk on uh, what was it Red Dog? Red Dog Ale. Yeah. Which is that like a high gravity? No, or? it's not. Okay. No, I was just a lightweight at that, at that point. Okay. And then we went and saw one hour photo, and you're throwing up all day, and also your girlfriend at the time yelled at you. Yeah. But we went and saw one hour photo. Great movie, <laughs> holds up. I did not know that some of the songs from Still was part of that. Yeah, and because that was directed by uh, Mark Romanek. Romanek, who did yeah. Nine Inch Nails videos. He did who ended closer. up doing the score for that movie then? I don't know. Okay. I, I really don't. Don't look, don't look it up. Don't, don't look it up. It's okay. fine. Let's just keep moving. Um, <laughs> so this uh, particular uh, additional was called um, Quiet initially, but for whatever reason it got changed to Still. And so I liked how Steve talked about, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this on an actual episode or off mic, but he said this is the, the Billy Joel, uh, uh, Trent Reznor. This is The Stranger. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have watched, and they, they released some videos of this being recorded, and I don't even think it's actually them recording it. I think they recorded it, and then they made videos to sync up with it, or versions of it, where Trent Reznor is sitting at a... Grand piano. Yep. There's candles everywhere. Jerome Dillon's on pian- or guitar in some songs. Yeah. With a goddamn terrible beanie on his head. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> they all sound beautiful, but they look stupid when they play them on these videos. So the three videos that they did were The Becoming, Something I Can Never Have, and then Gone, uh, Comma, Still. Yeah. Right. So. Um, I, when this originally came out, I loved it, and I still do. Oh, I love it. I, I, from the very start, like I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like I always want something like this. I feel that the instrumental tracks and the new uh, and all you could have been, you could you could make a version of the fragile. I saw Mark this earlier, where you take left and right and all the unreleased tracks and still and make like a three hour album that I would gladly just listen right. to. Yeah, and uh, 
There's some. Yeah. There's a cool. It's it's supposed to be a stripped down, unplugged Nine Inch Nails, and it is. I mean, a lot of it sounds like La Mer the album, the, the instrumental. But stuff. it it is. Um, but he's doing something that he did dabble with on Fragile, so it's not altogether new. But taking an unplugged approach and actually turning your buzzing frets mm-hmm. and your like echoing piano and your well, uh, even brush drums yeah. and turning samples into them, like. They were, it was still an element of Nine Inch Nails like layering and sampling that was going on with this while also making an unplugged album. No, and, a lot of it, but a lot of it sounds like one take to me. Yeah. It does, a lot of it sounds, totally. And even yeah. the quality of the vocals sounds like it could have been recorded with the setup we're using for this podcast. I think it's... No, I, and I think yeah. that's the case. I think he yeah. added maybe some stuff, some layer to it eventually, but yeah, well, let's go, right. Let's go through the songs real quick. So something I can never have is what starts it out and... Oh. Just a fading fucking reminder of who I used to be. Come on, tell me you make this all go away. You make this all go away. I'm down to just one thing. I'm starting to scare myself. Yeah. That's my preferred version of the song. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah. He, and you guys know that I kind of like I have a tough time with that song originally. Yeah, but this true. version of it, his angst-ridden delivery of some of the "Come on, tell me." Yeah, like it's a he was. I think wiser. He was older, wiser. I mean, yeah. again, it sounds like it was the mics were in the in the the next room when he yeah. was recording. Yeah, I think I think the, this version of something I never have fits. I think the sound fits the. Uh, Delivery better mm-hmm. than the original. Then it goes into an instrumental track called Adrift and At Peace. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a sounds like you're at the ocean. Uh, Trent Reznor has stated that this particular song is the conclusion to Lumiere, so mm-hmm. kind of goes along with that ocean piece. Yeah. Uh, then we've got a acoustic version of the Fragile, the self-titled I song. Think I-
actually think that's I prefer that to the studio version or the original version. To be honest mm. with you, uh, I mean it, it. The way that it starts, it sounds like it's a lounge version of it, but it ends pretty strong. It ends so. with those drums, right? The bum bum yeah. bum bum bum. It's a good version. Right. What do I have to do? Yeah. And then we've got the becoming, uh, which oh, is so good. really good. Because To the original, but I think it's great. No, yeah, and then neither do I. But it's a really and then cool version. And the the acoustic guitar work is great. Oh yeah, and I think that's Charlie Clouster on that one. That would make sense. Yeah, on the guitar. Um, what a fun way to do that song. It is great. Yeah, total reimagining that song. Yeah, it's it's got some swagger in that. And then it goes into Gone Still. Another right. instrumental yeah. piece. Uh, so you just got Trent Reznor and then Dave Ray Vogelvie doing the engineering and then Keith Hillebrandt doing some of the other. Sure. Uh, then we've got The Day the World Went Away, which is very similar to the live version. Yes. similar live version it's it gives they gave us some room to breathe and uh yeah the the way that the the three different versions are different mainly is in the second half there's like five different versions and this one has like a lot of like a cut like some just it's like it's like a organ at the beginning instead of a piano there's that and then towards the the middle to the end section is there's brush drums and then some dicking around on the piano and then it the piano kind of meanders and then goes into doom 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 Dune, 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 and the piano is playing the na 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 part. Yeah. Right. By the way, that's a great song. <laughs> I just, I, yeah. I never yeah, get tired great. of it. 
No, I like all the versions of that. I mean, I feel like the original has some cool repetitive droning guitars that I prefer in that song, but yeah, it's great. And then it goes into the next track, which is uh, one of my favorite tracks on the entire EP, and that's and All That Could Have Been. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a completely original song. It was written by Trent Reznor and Danny Lohner. This is the only available version. It starts with softly falling rain that kind of starts at the end of the uh, previous track of the day of the world in a way. And it has it. It has kind of a. Is that <clears throat> is that like is that a bass? What does it play to the very beginning? The doom doom do doom. It, it, it's it's yeah. It's strummy, bass guitar and piano join in. It's soft electric guitars though that start okay. the track though. The tone of it sounds like it could be a bass to me played unconventionally it's a cool song i mean it's a real like b-side i don't know i haven't seen it live obviously I they've never played it live yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love i, I guess they've tried to rehearse it live but it's never been actually played. it's like a fully realized song and it's, it's really good i, love I absolutely it. love that song i do but i love it despite the fact the lyrics are cheesy as all hell <laughs> breeze still carries the sound maybe i'll disappear tracks will fade in the snow you won't find me here um, I mean, it, yeah, it's... No, it's, the part of please take this and run far away, far as you can see. It's I am really, tainted. It really yeah. sounds like stuff left over from his notebooks from the uh, Something I Can Never Have era. But if you're like a teenager that's going through a breakup, oh boy, does this yeah. song hit some notes for no, you. But the, the part that there's, there's a part of it that gets me, though, I, I love that song. And the fight, like the climax of the song, where it gets to a hush, yeah, and then the lyrics, the vocals go, could have been, and then everything yeah. rushes in at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you know exactly yeah. what I'm saying. I know exactly. Yeah. I love that part. Yeah, that's a, it's a great song. It is I've a always great song. Loved that song. Yeah, think, even though I was like, these lyrics are kind of bad. It's just the, the the musical uh, elements of it are just phenomenal. Well, the, the, some of the the musical elements of actually. There's a cross section of it where it meets that song, "The March in the Middle of the Road." Yeah, the not march from the uh, deviations. deviations. Not yeah. the clangy part of the march, yeah. but the part that we both yeah. like. You yep. know what I'm talking about? Yep. <laughs> yep. And then it goes into another instrumental track. It's called "The Persistence of Loss."
Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's never been played live, which is no surprise, but I can't remember if, uh, so I get this one confused with the next track. Leaving Hope? Yeah. Leaving Hope. Leaving Hope's really good. Yeah. Leaving Hope is like really Hope good. It feels like a classic Nine Inch Nails. It, Leaving Hope is really and, good. In yeah. fact, that's the name of his publishing. Um, yeah. 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 I took some really good notes about it on my laptop instead. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, all the instrumental songs on this album, I took some notes earlier that I wish were here. They're all very good. They are all very similar but different. But Leaving Hope definitely sounds, it's, it's the standout one. And it leaves on a note of ambiguity, much like right with decay that I like. Yeah. But Persistence of Loss, I mean, it's not a skippable track. I think it, it just... I don't think any of them are. Oh, they're I great. I think all of this these... This whole EP is fantastic. Yeah, now, most of these instrumental songs that are mainly uh, just piano work with maybe some ambiance in the background are all good. They're all quality. So that would be Halo 17. Yeah. Uh, what would you guys give the... Let's just do uh, first the live album and all that could have been. Live album gets a five. Eric? Yeah, I'm not crazy about live albums. Okay. Uh, I will do five out of nine. I'll, I'll meet that. Uh, I'll, go, I'll, yeah. I'll give it six out of nine. It's, I'll do a yeah, five out of nine I had fun. Well. I, I, I had fun with it. It's not bad, but I like their other live album better that we'll talk about. This is the only live album that they've done. I like the live DVD later better. Which I've never seen. I can't wait to get oh, to. Or Beside You in Time. Yeah. 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 have a party to watch that together. So, um, uh, DVD then. Oh, the DVD? Are we doing the same five thing? Across, oh, five right. five oh, for both if, of those. Okay, okay, so if I give five for the CD, I would give, I would give seven out of nine for the DVD. Yeah, it's, live albums for me are just kind of like, you know, tickling the taint. You I, gotta, need, I need a little visual, and then right. like the cool added stuff to the DVD makes it all a, a good I, you know, that's, that's funny. I love, like, I, sometimes I will say I prefer live versions of songs, and I like live albums better. Like Iron Maiden's Live After Death is probably my favorite Iron Maiden album. Frampton Comes Alive is probably my favorite Peter Frampton <laughs> album. But uh, now, as far as Nine Shells goes, even though they're great live, I don't put the live albums in that much. Yeah. Well, this is the so only much live thought album goes in their studio work. It, it would be hard. I mean, they're great live. But no, but they, they do great live They do. They do. Yeah. 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 And then um, still. Still, I'll give a seven. Okay. Yeah. You? Um, I'll give a six, five. Uh, I give it an eight. Uh, Ooh, yeah, I'm very pretty. Nice. I'm pretty it's high good. on that one. No, it's, it, yeah, it yeah. Much like, it's great. Yeah. It's much better than Things Falling Apart, but much like Things Falling Apart for an ancillary piece of yeah. record, I think it's great. Yeah, I'm surprised how good it is actually. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Well, let's uh... last topic of conversation. All right. So in 1990, 2016, <laughs> um, yeah, Nine Inch what they call Deviations. And also the Definitive Fragile version. It was two different right. things, actually. It was two different things. So the Definitive yeah. Fragile version. It's considered was, Halo 30 for crying Which out loud. was, so I mean, technically we shouldn't talk about it now, but let's just get it out of the way. 
the definitive version was basically the vinyl version, right? They have vocals yeah. on it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So the version was just a just the, the version, vinyl version with yes, a new ver- upgraded sound. The version we talked about in the previous two episodes was the definitive version, just better, crisper sound than what we yeah. listened to. Um, Deviations is an instrumental record, but the instrumentals also some of them are slightly different than the originals. And they also shoved in what eight new songs? Let's see, at least uh, eight. Uh, one. Yeah, I'd at see least about that. Eight. Yeah, and then yeah, what they did was they would do instrumental versions of the songs with lyrics, and then the songs that were already instrumental, they did alternate versions yeah. of them. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, we're not going to go track by track. Right. Eleven yeah. new tracks. Right. Do you have them listed there? I do. Okay. So let's just do this first. Let's talk about overall. Did you? We listened to. We all listened to. We it all talked like through. texted with a frenzy when we were listening. But did, to it did you? Yeah. You listened yeah. to it all the way oh, through, yes. right? Oh, many I love times. It. Yeah. Okay. It's fantastic. As its own thing, I really enjoyed it. I think that I discovered things from the original album I did not hear before. Yeah. yeah. Um, I. It made me appreciate the original Fragile even more because then when I went back and listened to the original Fragile, I could pick up stuff that I didn't notice before. Just guys looking for it. Right. Uh, as a, as somebody who this is my first. I loved The Fragile, but it was my first deep dive. And I was doing it at the same time I had the deviations. It made me appreciate songs I might have thought were weak links earlier by hearing the, the music and, and, Please, and everything, going, everything going into it. <laughs> and, oh, God, the instrumental version of, of, of Starfuckers might be better than the, the, the vocal version. Um, two, two tracks that have noticeable differences that I really enjoyed. Was The Frail going into The, fra- uh, the Frail going into The, the Wretched? Re- yep. Slightly different. Because the like, there's just that uh, easing into it on the actual official version, but this one, it's not. It's no, like, it kind of does it. Yeah. It kind of does like a the way like, that the coming starts. It kind of stops, and then like you're all da da da. Yeah. And, and also, <clears throat> the day the world. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, we're in this together now. Has a new song in front of it called. Uh, which one again? We're in this together has uh, between the wretched and we're in this together has one called missing places. And missing- places actually you you hear it when you listen to the original we're in this together yeah they stitched them together yeah but uh in this 
the version of the that kind of droning looping thing at the beginning of where it was like its own yeah i guess its own song yeah um so anyhow, those are two big noticeable differences for me. I'm sure there's more. I mean, there's a lot of alternate versions and instrumental yeah. versions all it's, throughout this. If you like the fragile, it's totally worth your time. It's it's a great listen. It's really good. So uh, much it's meat, really so good. much stuff. Makes good through. reading music. Mark, what are the new tracks? So they released a few new tracks that were left over. So here are the list of the new tracks. And, Missing, I, and, I, and I'm and, curious why they like some of for the most part the instrumental tracks on the on the fragile. I get while they're there. But there's a couple, like, complications. I feel like that could have been swapped out for some of these. Yeah. Right. Anyhow, go ahead. So between The Wretched and We're In This Together is Missing Places. Talk about that. And then uh, Just Like You Imagined would go into even deeper on the album, but instead they put in The March. The March is a great song. Great song. That's a great song. Yeah, it is. That really one, cool one, it starts out kind of like you're falling down the stairs, but then it has this really, uh, again, is that the bass guitar? The right. doom, 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 yeah. doom part. It's a, it, well, what's cool about this album is that uh, he got his, who's now part of the band, Atticus Ross, to go back and reimagine this entire album yeah. with Atticus Ross, who's like the king of layers and drones. So... It, 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 his presence is totally fine. For some reason, the bass guitar in, in the march reminds me, and I'm not a big New Order fan, it reminds me of New Order. So the words. thing about the march is that Trent Reznor, since he didn't use it on the Fragile, um, he produced an album uh, by another artist called Saul Williams. Yes. Oh, right. He yeah. gave it to him, and he used that track to create a song called Skin of the Drum. Said and done, his completions won't complete me. I've divided me by one. I'm the answer to his riddle. I'm the caution of his wind. I'm the spoolage between tongue and teeth beneath his trembling grin. And I dare it my revision, for I dare not suffer twice. And I dare not reinvent the past, and I dare not be the Christ. And I welcome any sufferer, and I welcome any Saul sitting in this room on wooden bench waiting. Yawning. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to that. That's pretty good. Did you listen to it? Which one? The skin of the drum. Uh, I, I have. I mean, I do have that record. I was. Oh, is really, that off Saul Williams or is that actually, off Nicky Tarnas? Saul Williams. Okay. That's off of Nicky Tarnas. No, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yes. We've all heard it, but go back and listen to it now, knowing what you know okay. now. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, it works out well. 
Um, and then another new one is One Way to Get There, which comes between Eric's favorite track, Pilgrimage. Good song. And No, You Don't. And One Way to Get There, uh, stylistically similar, it has a kind of a jungle... Uh, drum and bass kind yeah, of yeah, it has yeah. kind of a cool sound, and it actually yeah. is the only time on this album where you get your your Miami Vice synths, mm-hmm. which you like so darn much. That's right, <laughs> that's right. And then another new track is called Taken. Um, not featured in the Liam Neeson movie unfortunately yeah. which I think that you know right should have been uh not should've, what should have been <laughs> uh not what it seems like that's another one um you know I couldn't take some of these out of a police lineup so uh thankfully I'll be putting some of these in no. post <laughs> uh white mask Cool one. That's uh, a jazzy ass song right there. I like what's, that song. Okay, you know stand up bass. It's got a stand up bass. Which is some the, jazzy drums. I'm sorry, dear listeners. I lost my notes, and we're just mm-hmm. we're kind of plowing through this. What's the one where it goes do 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 Am I making sense here? You are making sense, but that, again, that's like the I other said, one I like. The march and that one are the two I really like. That might be White Mask. Oh, okay. White yeah. Mask is a really good. Like jazzy song, and then um, uh, what's the uh, what's the one with um, claustrophobic? Claustrophobia song? machine. That one. That one comes towards the end. I really Um, apologize, listeners. We're just phoning this in. We're not phoning it in, (laughs) so to speak. But once we put some of these samples in post, it'll all make sense. Right. right. Um, Then was it worth it? that every time we record <laughs> i don't uh plus appendage which was featured on the cassette version right please without, we talked the, about that. without the lyrics the, yeah the one on here is the instrumental it's a really cool song and it's got some of that 
super compressed Nine Inch Nails guitar that we've all grown to love. It's a cool track. Uh, can I stay here? Uh, feeders. About ready to ask that because after midnight. <laughs> Claustrophobia machine, and then that's all the new ones. Right. So, so deviations. I mean, it's a solid additional. We uh, did. We barely said anything about these. These tracks are all good. I've listened to them dozens of times right. in preparation for this. Then my laptop took crap out of me, and it's late. But trust me, they're all really. They're they're they're. Some of them are fully realized songs. Some of them could have been bridges between other two songs. Some of them are just noise loop experiments. But every one of them is worth listening to. Yeah, it paints a picture of where Trent and his band were at this time, or mostly just him, and he, which, and was, it, which was doing this swampy, <coughs> kind of proggy uh, industrial. And then, um, and then, you know, going back later, revisiting it, these like old recordings with Atticus Ross, adding layers to them. It's a really cool experience. And they definitely, yeah, this album took, it, it didn't take five years to make. It took between two and three. Um, right. But you can tell that they were recording stuff, and they would record a piece of something and leave it behind and come back to it later. Right. And you see some of that, like some of these bits and pieces, like what ended up before wearing this together now, became parts of other songs. Right. I mean, um, so if you're a big fan of The Fragile or just a big fan of Nine Inch Nails and you're a completist and you want to see kind of some of the alternate takes of The Fragile, it's well worth your time. I loved it. Is it well worth your money? I don't know. What was 80, the original? Yeah, what was the original? Eighty bucks on vinyl. Yeah, eighty bucks on vinyl is the only yeah. way you can legitimately buy it. Maybe so, they'll give us a thirty dollar MP3 bundle or something someday. That would be great. So apparently, uh, I'm on Reddit, and uh, I'm not quite proud of that sometimes. But there's this uh, subreddit that's called Nine Inch Nails Circle Jerk. And they, why aren't you proud to be on that, Mark? Well, you know, it's got some dark corners of Reddit. <laughs> Um, but I think it's funny that they give him, uh, Trent Reznor a lot of shit, but I don't know, I can't find the interview piece, but he says that like a grumpy old man, the fragile is an album that, you know, people need to listen to with their fucking phone turned off. I and agree. <laughs> he said that? I think so. Yeah, and so they, they bring no, that he up. He said that about his new stuff too. They about, bring I that remember up, that yeah. about his new, his, yeah. like that's why he made special packaging. Yeah. Turn your phone off. Yeah. Put some headphones turn, on. Turn your fucking yeah. phone off. Yeah. yeah. Listen to it with the fucking phone off. And I think that uh, this particular album, I, I have a tendency to do that. I, yeah. I get lost in it. Yeah. And so yeah. Deviations is a fun little... Um, deviation. A little deviation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, there it is, folks. There's I like, the fragile. Oh, by the way, uh, last note, I like the cover art. It's like a waterfall. Well, oh, what it yeah. is is it's uh, fragile. Yeah, it's, it's the fragile, and the top strip of the fragile original cover is that top of the waterfall. Yeah, so I never noticed that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, it all connected. You learn something new every Monday at twelve eleven a.m. Oh yeah, Jesus, right there in front of me. So there it is, folks. It took me a few times. That was a Dave Carson um, album cover, uh -huh. and he only did that one. All right. So 
All this recorded, right? All of it did. Okay, so we finally finished our marathon of the fragile. Mm-hmm. This took us months to do. Yeah, it really did. So we're finally done talking about other bands and, and the fragile. Yeah. So from here on out, it is just going to be with teeth, year zero, the slip. How to destroy pro- angels. We'll, we'll probably throw in some how to destroy angels and some oh. soundtrack work. And we'll figure out. And then the three that. EPs. Yeah. yeah. I think the soundtrack work might be some more web episodes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, three we EPs. So tell me, Dry the Rain. How is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, he hasn't released the third one in that trilogy. Um, but it's coming out in June. That's what he says. We'll, we'll get to it next well, I year. I can't wait to talk about with the simple, simple. <laughs> Just talk about with teeth. Ten songs or some shit and a single. Yeah. So Steve is like realizing this is becoming more work than fun. So <laughs> no, it's not true at all. I just the way we the way we did this for us. Think about it. Yeah, let's do every nice nails. I'm gonna do three, and the third episode turned into a two parter, and the next thing we did was a five year gap two parter. Yeah, and then nothing episode turned into a two parter, and then we had a bonus episode, and then we did this and turned into a three. So much of my music tastes. Sprung out of Lacky Nine Inch Nails, like in the downward spiral era, and all the other bands. I mean, I just felt like it, it was a. Eric, all I'm saying is that we started a podcast yes. to talk about Nine Inch Nails albums track by track, <laughs> and for over half of our existence, we've done everything but that. So I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm excited to get back to it. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but there you have it, folks. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this particular episode, and we have wrapped up everything regarding the fragile. Uh, we really love to hear feedback. So if you have any uh, for us, please send it to us on Facebook. Uh, put it into a mail. You can self-address a stamp envelope, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Thanks to all the new iTunes reviews. We got some great new iTunes reviews. You guys hit your five review thing. I sent you uh, out a, a, a remix of a classic Nine Snail song called uh, March the Fuckheads. I've got another one lined up if we get another three reviews on iTunes. Holding yeah. you guys hostage. That's right. That's right. Um, so thank you again. This has been Mark Branstead. I'm still Stephen Chambers. But, and I'm uh, still gone Eric Anderson. Good job, Eric. <laughs> You sound a lot more here than you did last time. Oh my god. (laughs) So, we'll see you next time.